Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen. Happy Friday. It's September 16th. On this date in 1963, The Outer Limits made its debut. On this date in 1972, 50 years ago, The Bob Newhart Show premiered. Newhart himself just celebrated his 93rd birthday last week. And it is a sad day for one of America's favorite fictional towns, Mayberry. It was on this date in 1968 that The Andy Griffith Show aired its final episode. Let's hope for some happy news in your weekend forecast. We'll head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Friday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sylvain here on a clear sky star to the end of our work in school week. Temperatures in the 60s this morning, low 80s at lunchtime, mid 80s this afternoon. Nice breeze like yesterday will cool down uh, comfortably this evening. If you're headed out to dinner or a high school football game tonight, temperatures will be in the 70s. We'll wind up at 66 tomorrow morning, 86 tomorrow afternoon. Under a partly cloudy sky, small chance of a shower on Saturday. We may see a few showers, especially near the coast Sunday. Doesn't look too wet, thankfully, for our weekend. Lots of dry time next week. We're warming back up near 90 by Tuesday and Wednesday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org slash careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. And now let's get you up to date with your morning headlines. The man who barricaded himself inside a Dorchester County home causing an eight-hour standoff will remain in jail. The Dorchester County Sheriff's Office says 41-year-old Joseph Novak is charged with domestic violence and assault and battery after that standoff Wednesday on North Ridgebrook Drive. When the incident happened, Novak was out on bond in Berkeley County and had a no-contact order with the victims living in that house. He barricaded himself inside. He spoke at his bond hearing saying he didn't remember parts of Wednesday and called it a blur. A family member and victim also spoke emotionally, saying they were very afraid after everything that happened. Novak is being held in the Dorchester County Detention Center while detectives continue to investigate that standoff. A Charleston County detention deputy has been given a $10,000 bond after being fired following, following an internal investigation. The sheriff's office says an inmate reported to staff on Tuesday that he had been assaulted by other inmates the previous day and that the detention deputy may have been involved. The sheriff's office fired detention deputy Shannon Burden yesterday and the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division arrested her for misconduct in office. According to the sheriff's office, the male inmate said Burden may have been involved in the assault. Even though the internal investigation is not complete, the sheriff's office says it has enough evidence to show Burden violated agency policy. She was hired in March of 2018. A 25-year-old man is dead after deputies say he tried to break inside a home in Colleton County. According to deputies, that suspect was shot and killed by the homeowner. The Colleton County Sheriff's Office says it happened Wednesday night near Walterboro. 
Dispatchers say that homeowner called saying he shot an intruder breaking inside his home. Deputies found that man dead on a porch with a weapon. A second person reportedly left the scene. The sheriff's office says the homeowner cooperated with detectives and provided the gun he used and footage from a home security camera. The incident is under investigation. The Charleston County Sheriff's Office is investigating a possible case of animal cruelty. This comes after a Chihuahua puppy was found hurt in a storage bin in the Midland Park area of North Charleston. The puppy was brought to Charleston Animal Society for life-saving treatment. The Animal Society says they're offering a $5,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and felony conviction of those involved. Anyone with information should call the Charleston County Sheriff's Office at 843-743-7200. Berkeley County officials say a new grant could help revitalize St. Stephen, a small rural town north of Monk's Corner. Monday, the Berkeley County Council voted to accept a $500,000 grant from the Environmental Protection Agency. That grant funds a four-year assessment where crews look for hazards that might prevent redevelopment, such as asbestos and soil content. Two sites have already been identified as a focus for the grant, the Old St. Stephen High School and a former lumber mill off of Highway 52. Up to 15 sites around the area could be looked at for revitalization as part of the grant. The county says they will get the money October 1st. There will also be public meetings, but the county has not announced when those meetings will be held. Governor Henry McMaster, the South Carolina Department of Corrections, and its director have filed an appeal in response to a state judge's ruling that South Carolina's current methods of ex execution are unconstitutional. The appeal seeks to overturn a ruling that death by the electric chair or by firing squad violates South Carolina's constitution. Four inmates sued the state after state lawmakers passed a new law setting the electric chair as the default method of execution back in 2021. Without either a shield law passed or Judge Newman's ruling overturned, South Carolina is unable to carry out an execution. The Charleston County School Board Chairman has withdrawn his name from re-election, his re-election campaign. Eric Mack was first elected to the board in 2014 and was the only incumbent with more than one term of experience seeking re-election. Mack says he withdrew to focus on other opportunities but did not elaborate further. There are still four other candidates in his race. He says he will endorse one of those candidates closer to election day. The election is November 8th. Monk's Corner homeowners will be seeing a 15% tax increase starting October 1st, and city officials say that tax hike mainly is due to inflation. Emily Johnson brings us more details on what officials say some of the other contributing factors are behind the tax increase. For the first time in seven years, homeowners in Monk's Corner will be paying more in taxes. At the town meeting last night, the vote was unanimous, with only one person from the public commenting on the matter. The fiscal year for the new operating budget starts on October 1st, which is when the 14.9% increase would kick in. For example, a homeowner with a property valued at $250,000 will have to pay $100 more per year on property taxes. The economy, fuel prices, and labor costs are all contributing factors, according to Mayor Michael Locklear. But the main reason for the increase is to be able to afford and pay public employees. Then we had a two and a half percent increase for, for the employees to get a raise in the middle of the year so we can retain them. Re Retention has been very tough over the last year of keeping employees, like I said earlier in the meeting, 
we were down in, in Stonewater, we were down to one employee, and that was the supervisor. So, and that, and that was just because other people were paying more around us, so we had to step up and do the same thing. Mayor Locklear says he is proud of the city for not increasing property taxes over the past seven years. In Monk's Corner, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News. Well, the Medical University of South Carolina's Women's Reproductive Behavioral Health Division has been approved for a $7 million research funding award. Now, it was awarded by the Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute. That money will go to research studying a new text phone-based screening and referral program uh, called Listening to Women and Pregnant and Postpartum People. Dr. Constance Gould, MD, says, uh, quote, texting and phone-based interventions have the potential to break down the many barriers that prevent women from reaching out and getting the help that they need and deserve. Mayor John Tecklenburg has now proclaimed now through October 15th as National Hispanic Heritage Month in the city of Charleston, along aligning it with the National Observance. It began as National Hispanic Heritage Week back in 1968 under President Lyndon B. Johnson and expanded into a month-long recognition under President Ronald Reagan 20 years later. The city's advisory council is composed of 38 civic leaders involved in healthcare, education, business, law, media, and more. The council's mission is to advise the mayor on efforts that improve diversity and inclusion, mobilize civic engagement, improve the quality of life of Charleston residents, and inspire harmony and cooperation among Charlestonians. If you need some help when it comes to groceries for your family, we do have details on some food giveaways happening right here in the Lowcountry this week. Now, today, the Greater St. Mark AME Church, they're going to be sponsoring their monthly food distribution. That's going to be in Williamsburg County at the church on Old Georgetown Road in Hemingway. The giveaway will last from noon till 3. Tomorrow, Park Circle Cares, they're going to be handing out groceries in the West Side parking lot of North Charleston High School. That giveaway will start at 930 in the morning, and organizers say people are able to take as much produce as they need, but are encouraged to bring their own bags and boxes. A faith-based nonprofit in Monk's Corner is using a unique method to finance their organization. Yeah, the Change Lives Ministry resale store reopens its stores tomorrow, and 100% of profit goes towards the Change Lives Ministry. Molly McBride joining us live from Monk's Corner. And Molly, tell us more about this uh, special program. The Change Lives Ministry is a 13-week faith-based program designed to help men and women struggling to overcome their drug and alcohol addictions. And they want to spread the word that tomorrow is their grand reopening to their resale store starting at 9 a.m. The resale store sells upper-end used goods. All of the profit from the store goes toward their men and women's ministry programs to help people that are struggling get back onto their feet. I spoke with Tommy Turpin, the ministry's community relations director, who says they are celebrating their grand reopening with food trucks, refreshments, and large sales on their items. They recently upgraded to a larger space after they outgrew their last. Sometimes people say to me, why don't... I'm not in a financial situation to be able to contribute like that. Well, that's okay, because guess what? If you bring your goods and, and, and clothing that you're not using anymore, furniture, we'll take it, we'll sell it, and that goes directly. All proceeds go to um, Change Lives Ministries, men and women's programs. 
Durbin says in the last few months, they've seen a tremendous growth in both their men and women's ministry programs. Again, the grand reopening begins tomorrow at 9 a.m. And Turpin encourages the public to come out and support in any way they can. Reporting live in Monk's Corner, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. From the birthday file, actress Janice Page turns 100. Actor Ed Begley Jr. is 73. Actor Mickey Rourke is 70. TV personality Mark McEwen is 68. Magician David Copperfield is 66. Actress Jennifer Tilly is 64. Talk show host Tamron Hall is 52. Comedian Amy Poehler is 51. And singer Nick Jonas is 30. That's another week in the books for Morning Y'all. Thanks for starting your morning with us. We hope you have a great weekend. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening to Morning, y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.